This is Tom Vargelitis with the Full-Time Real Estate Photography Podcast. Today's episode, how do I know when it's time to start pursuing photography as more than just a hobby? I'm going to talk about the tipping point between, yeah, I kind of like photography, I'm kind of doing it on the side, dabbling, and I'm ready to go pro. Because this, this is a tough time for photographers. It's a tough time for any entrepreneur. If you haven't grown up as an entrepreneur with family, having been in business, it's going to be foreign to you. That's why, you know, maybe if you're out meeting business owners and entrepreneurs and people that are running stores and things like that, you find that more of those people in that family are more likely to go into business for themselves. Great example are immigrant families. A lot of people will come into the country and they'll start a business and the business will do okay. And then their son or their daughter will start a business and it will do just great. <laughs> a couple of my friends that have immigrated from Southwestern Asia, from Eastern Europe, came over here and, you know, their parents started a business and then they did. It, you know, it kind of runs in the family. So, a lot of people, most people don't have that experience. Most of us are raised with the idea of you got to get a job, you got to build your credit so then you can go out and drown yourself in debt so you can get credit cards with good rates so you can drown yourself in debt so you can get a mortgage and drown yourself in debt. We're brought up with this, you know, work for someone, live the consumer lifestyle kind of a mindset. So if that's you, please don't be mad at me because that was me. And making that kind of a change, I know, can be really frightening. For me, I'm not like this brilliant and unique and beautiful snowflake, but I was put in a situation where I had to adapt to the environment that I was in. I had to play the cards that I was dealt and make the best that I could out of it. I had no business experience. My family, you know, my, my father is a letter carrier. He delivers mail. My mom's a teacher. My grandfather worked for the fire department. My grandmother worked for the furniture store. Uh, it was an Ethan Allen store or something like that. There were no real entrepreneurs in my family. I think um, one of my uncles started a, a convenience store or something like that. But being at that tipping point in my own personal experience was really difficult. And if I wasn't forced to be in that position, I might not have made the choices that I did and actually gone into business full time. I might not have pulled that trigger. So for a lot of you that you're not forced just as a means of survival to start a business, maybe you've been on the fence for a long time. Maybe you've always thought or wanted to go out and do this. Maybe you've had this idea, but just never been able to actually take action on it. That's what I'm going to talk about here. So this is the question. You know, you're interested in photography. Specifically, we're talking about real estate photography because you can build a full-time real estate photography business. If you're working in other genres, uh, that's fine. Portraiture, weddings, events, corporate, that, that's fine. I'm going to talk through the real estate photography lens, but this is also going to be generically applicable to entrepreneurship. I just wanted to point that out now. So how will you know when it's time to say, I'm going to get a little more serious about this. Maybe I want to do photography as more than just a hobby or more than just a couple little paid things on the side. Maybe you want it to become a serious or significant or your entire source 
of income. So here's a good indicator if maybe it's time to start thinking about getting serious. If you're working in a job where you're looking forward to like going to the bathroom so you can just play with your phone, play a game, text people, you know, that's a sign that you really don't love being there or that you've got other things on your mind. If you're going to work and the only thing you can think about is just not being at work, that's a pretty good indicator that maybe it's time for a change. And if you're serious about photography, you can make that replace, supplement, or even in some cases, way overarch your income, surpass your current income. Just by the fact of if your heart, if your energy and your soul, if you're into this 100% and you push and you do the work that you need to do, you know, you can go really far as an entrepreneur, as a, as a business owner, as a self-employed person, because as hard as you work, you can get those results. I mean, provided you're doing the right things, it's, it's not always a guarantee, like a one-to-one, like if I put one more hour in, I will make one more dollar or, you know, $100 or whatever. It's more about doing things in a certain way, the right way, leveraging your time. And uh, those are other lessons. But if where you are right now is, you know, you're having trouble just even getting up in the morning, you don't want to get out there. You're always calling in sick whenever you can, taking every last drop of your vacation time. That's a good sign that Maybe it's time to start thinking more seriously about your little photography hobby on the side. If you're dedicating your spare time and your money into learning photography for no return in your investment at all, that's a sign that you could sustain that level of work even better when you're actually making some money, making a living at it. It's a sign that you could give it the time and attention it needs to become a real career. It being the business, the skills and the actions that you need to succeed. If you're out and just doing this already for fun, it's not that much more of a stretch to start doing it for money because it can still be fun. Doing work doesn't mean that it's going to be unpleasant, uncomfortable, or just one of those like, oh God, I guess I'll just get this over with. If that's your attitude as to how work should be, then maybe it's worth taking some time to actually think about making this kind of a change. And now a lot of you listening are probably part or full-time photographers now. So maybe you'll relate to this story and to this information about being on that tipping point and making that change because that's such a big decision, right? It's one of the biggest decisions that we make. If you've gone out, taken the time to learn how to take high quality real estate photos and you've built up a portfolio of good images, a portfolio that you can use to sell your services to other people, that's a sign that it's time to start thinking maybe this is more than just a little bit of a hobby. If you're in a situation where people are coming to you, asking you if they can have you come out and take some photos for them, that's another important sign. If your work is so good that people will reach out to you directly, that means that you've got something that people want. And it's not that much more difficult to then kind of turn the tables and reach out to other people, share your work and your business and, you know, offer a quote, offer some sort of information to help them make a decision to actually hire you. It's the same process, you know, someone sees your work, they think, wow, that's great. And then they want to have you come out so they can put, you know, give you some paid 
work, right? If you take that step of reaching out to them, showing them, you know, it's just a really good way to know that you could take this more seriously if people are coming to you. Because like I just said, turning that around and reaching out to other people, that's so easy, especially if you know what you're doing, especially if you enjoy it. So if you start spending more and more money on gear and training, that's maybe an indication that you should start getting a return on your investment because it's not cheap. Even if you listened to uh, earlier episodes where I talk about like how to get really good deals on equipment, it's still a lot of money. And if you're going out of your way, you're doing this all for free, just for your own sense of gratification. That means that you have the drive and the discipline that it takes to build up whatever skill set you need to go out and start making money. Like maybe you're doing it for fun, kind of casually. You don't think that your work is that great yet. Oh, it's nothing like you know, what those other real pros are doing. Well, if you're taking this kind of time out of your day, out of your spare time, you're not watching movies, you're not playing video games, you're not, I don't know, carving little statues of animals. I don't don't know what people do. I just work. (laughs) So whatever little other thing that you could be doing, use your imagination. If you're not doing that and you're working on your photography, why not just go out and get paid? Eventually, this could replace your current income. It could surpass it. It could surpass it beyond your wildest imagination, really, if you do what needs to be done in building your business. So, you know, maybe you're thinking about getting serious about becoming a real estate photographer. Should you quit your job? No, no. If you have no business experience, quitting your job today and then assuming that everything's going to work out stress-free is the wrong answer. That's not going to happen. So there's some things to consider. In my own case, I was actually laid off. I had a government job. I actually only had government jobs. I was in the army for a few years, active army. I deployed to Afghanistan. I came back after my military contract was up. I started working for, I live in Massachusetts. I started working for the Massachusetts Department of Veteran Services, working with other veterans like myself that were struggling. And, you know, I was laid off. I had nothing and I I had no options. And I just knew that this was something that I wanted to do. I actually started as a real estate agent. I did that for a year or two. Photography on my own listings, getting better and better. And then, you know, I made the jump. I wanted to take photography seriously. I wanted that to be my real full-time income. And I did it. But I was kind of forced to and not a lot of options on the table. So I kind of made my own way. And if you have a stable source of income right now, you know, like I said, if I had the choice, I probably would not have just flipped that switch because that was really stressful. If you're in a situation where you can be mostly comfortable, or at least you know that the bills are getting paid and mouths are being fed at home, that's going to be really important just mentally for your own mental health. So you don't have meltdowns when you look at, you know, potentially an empty calendar moving ahead because you haven't learned how to prospect or, you know, a lot of people tell themselves, oh, I'm going to prospect every day. I'm going to make these calls. I'm going to do this work. And then for all the good intentions, it's just not happening. And, uh, you know, then you have an empty pipeline. That can be really stressful. If you've got a source of income now, you don't have to throw that away. 
if you're thinking, you know, maybe I want to take this business more seriously, that doesn't mean uproot everything, flip your life upside down, shake it all around, and then see what happens, <laughs> okay? When you're running a business, that is not what you do. You don't just roll the dice and then hope it all works out. You want to control as much of the outcome as you can. And as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you are able to do that much more than you could as a W-2 employee working for somebody else. So if you have family, try and get their support before you make a decision to really dedicate a lot more time with this. Like if you've got kids, if you've got a husband, a wife at home, if you've got, you know, just close relatives, people that depend on you, involve them in the decision. Uh, just jumping in, just diving into something head first. And then, you know, when there's other people that are really counting on you to uh, provide, that's going to be really difficult for them, especially if they start to see uh, some sort of declination in their quality of life. They're going to be pissed. <laughs> uh, and you don't want that. If you don't have a family living with you de as dependents, but if you're a dependent, if you're the husband or wife that's kind of staying at home and maybe working part-time and your significant other is bringing home the bacon, you know, still bring them in. You want to have the people that are close to you involved, and ideally they're going to be supportive of you. You know, I know in my case... For as much as I know my parents love and adore me, they uh, they weren't very supportive of the business until they saw that I started making more money than them. Then after that, and this is years into it, they're like, oh, you're so smart. You're doing such a great job. Wow. You know, but even now they'll still say, hey, uh, Tom, have you ever thought about, you know, just maybe just something on the side, but just like a stable job. <laughs> Sometimes you get people that in your life, they really love you and they want the best for you. And because your choice is not in line with their expectations, like exactly. And this is coming from a good place. They want you to succeed. They want you to be happy and they want you to, but they only know their way and they have blinders on and they've, you know, this is the way that I've done it and the way that I know that's safe. So that's the way that you should go. And that's kind of like a survival instinct, I think, but it's like a survival instinct that's more like reptilian brain. It's not very open-minded. If you have unsupportive friends or family that aren't really backing you, but you know, and you know that you've got to do this. You know that you just love to do this work. You've got a burning passion for it. You, you just know that you can do it. What you'll want to do is you want to devise a plan, right? Whether you're going to ease into it or, or just dive in full time. You need to take some time away to understand your situation and think critically because when you don't have a support system at home, things are going to get a little bit more difficult for you because when times are tough, you're going to be much less likely to ask for help to avoid that, mm -hmm, I told you so, <laughs> or just scornful remarks like, no, we told you to do this and you didn't, and now you're paying the price. Well, you know, when you're running a business, especially if it's a new business, it can be really difficult to build up the momentum, you know, to build up the clientele. Uh, some people will call it a book of business or a pipeline to really support a profitable business and to support all of your expenses. Sometimes it, it takes a while and sometimes it, or maybe all the times, it takes a lot of hard work. And if, you know, like I said, if, if you're not having that support system at home, you can still do it, but you really need to think about what you're going to do next carefully. Because if you run into trouble, you or them, or maybe they will, uh, you know, help you out 
financially or or emotionally or whatever you need, uh, but you know, kind of begrudgingly or with that air of, oh, yeah, I knew this, I knew this was going to happen. I told you, warned you. That's going to be really discouraging. And when you're in business for yourself, when you're the only person to answer to in your business of one, you know, you're the boss, the manager, the supervisor, you're the employee, you're the intern, you're doing it all. <laughs> and um, when you have no one really to turn to, it could be pretty discouraging. And, you know, a lot of people will hit a low part of their business and then they'll just give up or get out. They'll be so discouraged. Uh, and that's really sad. I know I've seen too much of that where the support system at home, the safety net, the security behind you plays such an important role. And if you're not prepared, whether you have a, a lot of support or not, uh, it's going to be really difficult because we, we do hit those difficult times. You know, I know in the first couple of years, I had a couple parts, you know, occasionally in the winter months when I wasn't getting a lot of business before when my business was really seasonal. And if you're prospecting daily, if you're filling your pipeline and doing what it, what it takes, you don't have a seasonal business because, you know, there's, there's hundreds, there's thousands of properties out there that need photography. And if you're a photographer doing real estate and, uh, you know, if times are really tough on the listing side, you could always pick up other uh, genres of photography. Like I mentioned before, you know, a couple thousand dollars is like the going rate for a good wedding photographer, maybe more depending on the kind of wedding. And you could pick that up some extra income on the weekends. Like, you, you know, you, you've, you've got options and at those low points, that's the time when you need to be at your sharpest, where you need to be pushing even harder because you have a goal, because you know what you want this business to turn into and you're going to work towards it. But if, you know, if you're having trouble kind of, you know, internally within yourself and then you go to turn for help and, then, and you don't get it or you get a lot more discouragement, that's going to make things very difficult. You know, unfortunately, I, well, blessing or curse, whatever you want to call it, I am so stubborn. No matter how bad things got, I just had to keep going just because I had made that decision, you know, months ago when, when the going was good. <laughs> and uh, I said, no, I'm not changing my mind. Not everyone is so, you know, sometimes it, it makes things really difficult, honestly, so stubborn. But if you are, that could be a little helpful in those difficult times if you, if you hit them. But, you know, if you hit the ground running and you do the right things, you might never have those dry seasons. And remember that if you are able to fill your pipeline and you do what it takes to get new business you might never experience that because you started off on the right foot. And that's one of the things that really motivates me to share this information with people because having learned everything, not everything, but having learned so much the hard way, I, I don't know, I just have this fire inside me that like I, I've, I've got to stop that from happening to other people, you know, because life can be really good when things are going your way, when you can make things happen. And uh, it can be that for anyone who's going to take the right actions. So, you know, diving right in usually isn't the right thing. Should you quit your job? Probably not. Sometimes easing into the work professionally is easier, right? Start taking shoots before or after work. Take some appointments on holidays, on weekends. Take some shoots on your days off. Take days off to do shoots if you can. I mean, that's not an option for everybody. Of course, some of us have limited schedules where maybe we're just not able to take 
real estate shoots because our f- our spare time is not during the daytime. Well, offer interiors only. Pull the shades down. Close the blinds. You could flag off all other sources of light and then do super long exposures to get the appearance of daylight through the windows, the nighttime windows. If there's not, you know, street lights and other lights outside, that'll just wash everything out. Or you could do a long exposure with the windows, wash the windows out, and then make it look like in post-production that the the sun was so bright shining in that you just have that washed out look. I mean, I mean, those are some options if you have limitations to the time that you can actually shoot. There are techniques you can use to make your photos look just like normal daytime photos. Or you could try specializing in twilight. Twilight shots are great. Agents love them. There's some people that are famous for their twilight shots. You know, just go ahead and search it on Instagram, search it on Google. It's some gorgeous twilight real estate photos. So if you're just taking paid shoots on the side and you have those time limitations, just remember to, when it's appropriate, you know, I mean, that's not the first thing that you're always going to say to someone when you're just meeting them. But when it's appropriate, you know, communicate your position to your clients. Don't pretend to be full time because you want to build legitimacy. The best way to build legitimacy in yourself as a photographer and your product is to build trust by showing that you're a professional and being honest. Honesty is really the best policy because maybe, you know, some clients would not want to work with you because they don't know if you're going to be available whenever they need you. Some clients want to be able to call you at a moment's notice. And if that's not the case for you, you want to communicate that up front. You don't want them to find out about that the hard way because worst case scenario, they'll be like, okay, I can't work with you, but, you know, I'm, you know thanks for sharing. If I come into a scenario where maybe, you know, we could work together, I'll call you, right? Like, that's not that bad. But if you lie, if you're like, oh, yeah, no, I'm full-time, and you just pretend that you're so busy, and then if they find out that you lied to them, you're not actually full-time, they thought that you were, blah, 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 they're going to be angry with you, and they're not going to work with you ever. So when you do make that transition, if you make that transition to full-time, and then call them, let them know, hey, by the way, you know, now I've got a full-time photography schedule. Let's book some shoots. Uh, you can't have that conversation with them down the line. So when will you know that it's actually time to make that leap to go full or part-time? Because, you know, that when you're starting out in business, there's a few ways you can go about it. If, like I said, you don't have to throw away everything that you've got going on right now, you could take steps to downgrade what your current job is with your air quotes. I've got my quotation marks up in the air. Your real job, you could downgrade it to part-time hours by, you know, either getting another part-time job and leaving the full-time one or within the company that you're at, try and transition to a a part-time position so you can focus more on photography. And you can do this as an experiment right? If you have a good relationship with your current boss and kind of explain to them your situation or your manager, you could potentially downgrade your hours to part-time, see if you can make it. And if you can't, go back to full-time. If you don't have that kind of flexibility or that kind of relationship with your employers, you know, there's no reason to even try to ask if, if you know that's just not an option. But you could put in your two weeks, your two months, six months notice, uh, whatever time you need to, and um, try doing the photography thing. And if it doesn't work out, reapply for more jobs or, or keep a part-time thing on the side, like I said. There's a way to ease into it, and it can be difficult, it can be disruptive. If you have 
a career in some other field that you've built up, you know, love it or hate it, that's not something you'd probably want to just throw away for no reason, not really knowing what you'll make out of your photography business. You might have to just ease into it first. And when you start making about the same amount of money or more money than what you were making in your previous job, you know, that's time that's when it's time to officially pull the trigger because if you're bringing in the same amount of cash with very limited hours during the week because you're still working this other job imagine how much better you can do if you leave the other job now if you don't want to leave your other career or your other work behind that's okay too you don't have to be full-time in order to make money as a photographer or to enjoy the work you don't have to be but if you want to be a full-time real estate photographer, if you want to build a business for yourself, you can ease into it slightly. And you know, like I said, if you don't want that, there's no reason to just feel like you have all these limited options. What you're going to have a limit of is time and hours of the day. But what you don't, you don't have any limits on your options. You'll know it's time, you know, with the money. When you hone the key business skills in generating new business, generating new business all the time, every day, that's going to be another indicator of, you know, maybe it's time to pull the trigger and actually dive into this more and make that switch to full-time. Because really with a service-based business like this, you need to fill your calendar weeks in advance. You need to know you've got that money coming in. And like I mentioned in the last episode, I even went so far as to incorporate booking fees, which, surprise, so far, no issues whatsoever. My appointments are still getting booked, and now I'm getting payments up front, which is really nice. I, I, you know, if, if you hadn't heard that episode, go back to it. Honestly, I regret not doing this years ago. Now, it can be really scary. Making that decision can be difficult. For some people, it might even be impossible. It might be a good idea to go out and find an existing photography company that will hire you. If you feel deep inside that this is something you, you want to do, you want to make your living with photography, find a photography company that can pay you a decent wage. If you know it's time for a career change, you, ne- you need to go right into photography, but you're not sure if you can fill the pipeline, not sure if you can fill that book of business by yourself, for yourself you can start working for another photography company. Or as a freelancer, you could pick up work here and there with multiple photography business or videography businesses. You know, wedding photographers are always going to be looking for second shooters, for good second shooters, reliable photographers. Corporate event photographers and videographers, it's always going to be handy to have someone that they can call whenever they get that job that's just a little bit too big or, you know, the budget is there. They they want to have that that padding, that extra comfort of knowing that, you know, there's one more person getting that many more photos or video clips, whatever it may be. You can pick up work doing that. You could probably do that right now while you're working your full-time job. So instead of just prospecting for business by yourself, contacting photographers, videographers, researching companies in the area, calling them, talking to them, sitting down with them if you can in a informal or maybe even a formal interview kind of a basis. Because like I said, you don't have to throw your, your life away as it is. You can interview with companies, sit down with them, you know, talk about the work like 
if they offer you work. You don't have to take it. So there's no harm in sitting down with something. You might find that you could make just as much money working in photography for someone as you do now, or maybe a little bit more, or maybe a little bit less. But then you'll have so much more time to dedicate to your own business on the side. And that is the key because you know, you're not limited with your options, but you are limited with your time. There's only so many hours in a day that you can actually work with, especially with photography. Most of it's during the daytime. So you're even more limited with productive working hours. If you like to sleep in in the morning, you don't like to get up at first light, even more limited, right? You want to be home before the sun sets, even more limited with time. So time is the biggest factor to consider here. How much time are you willing to dedicate to your training, to building your portfolio, to prospecting for new business? How much time do you have? And then, of course, there's other things. Spending time with your family, with your friends. You know, the first year, maybe the first two years, you might have to say goodbye to your personal life, to all the discretionary hours you might have spent kind of goofing off or having fun or whatever. If you're really serious about building a business, it's going to take a lot of hard work. And just know at the beginning, it doesn't mean that you have to give it up forever. It's not going to stay like that forever. If you do what it takes to build a business, it won't last forever. If you don't, if you just barely scrape by and you're, the way that you work is just to constantly barely scrape by, spend every dollar that you make as soon as it comes in and then barely scrape by, like that's going to be your experience in business as well. And yeah, then then it will last forever. <laughs> well, maybe not, maybe not. Maybe you'll get lucky. Maybe uh, you'll learn like I did. I did. I, uh, you know, used to that government check coming in every two weeks, no matter what happened, except for a couple of government shutdowns that I lived through. But having that kind of security trains you to become like a consumer. <laughs> it trains you, you know, when you go to a financial education class, they teach you how to get good credit. <laughs> you know, how to use your cash to put yourself in debt. And as a business person, the actions and the behaviors that you take are really important, especially when it comes to spending habits. I actually wrote it, I wrote about this pretty extensively in my book, uh, You Are a Business. I don't think I've mentioned it here. I published uh, three books so far. I'm writing some more. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, whether your business is going to be successful or not, it's going to depend on your behavior. And if you're thinking you want to go and become a full-time photographer, you're going to need to take measure of your behavior and your habits. Because if you have habits that are not conducive to a profitable business, that needs to change first before you go into business. Because if you start making some money and then you are making unfortunate financial decisions just out of sheer habit, like eating out all the time, you know, unnecessary expenses, unnecessary expenses with money and with discretionary time, it's going to make things really difficult for you as an entrepreneur. You need to develop a certain level of discipline in your behavior because it's your behavior and your habits that are going to determine the success of your business. You can have fear, you can have doubts, you can feel like you're not good enough or that 
there's so many great photographers out there. Oh, how could I ever compete with them? You can have those thoughts and those feelings. They're real and they're a part of the human experience. It's normal. We all have those kinds of thoughts, even people that are not in business right now. But what's going to matter is action. If you go out and take actions, if you're willing to do whatever it takes, you will be able to build a full-time real estate photography business. It's all about your behavior and the actions you take. Like I said, we all hit those lows, especially if you're a solopreneur, if it's just you, there's going to be those lulls and those times when you're just not feeling it. But despite, you know, emotional issues going on or second guessing yourself, if you can still go out and take the action that you need to, your business will get more clients, more appointments, more money, and it will be able to live on another day. You know, we all doubt ourselves. We all doubt ourselves at some point, and we all have bad days, but it's the actions that gets results. If you're in a position where you're ready and you're willing to take action, you can go out and build your business. It's hard work. If you aren't able to do it or if you just don't want to do it, that's okay too. Just understand what choices you're making and why you're making them. Because if you want to make the choice right now to become a full-time real estate photographer, maybe not today or next week or next month, but you know this is what you want, you can start taking those actions right now. And once you reach that point, like we said before, people are approaching you, you've built up your portfolio, you're fully equipped, you're ready to go, then that's going to be the time to say, you know what, this is more than just a, a little hobby on the side. This is time to start actually making money. Just be mindful of your current skill level. You know, take your work, take the things that you do, the way that you do them, everything. Just look at it in the way that a stranger might. And look to see if you have any weak points or if you feel like there's some areas you're, you're, you're not too confident in your skills. And take note of that as an opportunity for you to learn more and to practice those issues away. If you take a methodical, a disciplined approach to improving your skill levels, to learning, you'll be able to develop those habits, those productive business habits, like I mentioned, that will just save your butt in the real world when you're in a position where, you know, this is a majority or all of your income. Now, if you're not ready to take paid jobs today, look at where you are or where you think you are and set a goal for where you need to be. But when you set those goals, set a specific time Give yourself a deadline. Don't just say, oh, yeah, you know, uh, one day I'd really like to be able to take, you know, professional quality photos. That'd be nice. Okay, so if that's what you want, give yourself a deadline. Set a date. If you want to take it seriously, take it seriously. And if you have to schedule out, you know, a certain amount of practice hours per day or study, you know, reading books, watching YouTube videos, talking to other photographers. I mentioned before you could interview with people, potentially get some work and learn, get paid while you're learning. Because once you're out there, you're working and you're talking to people, they're going to share all kinds of helpful information with you. They can't help it. That's what they're doing. They're going to talk about it. And in order for you to be productive as well, you have to know also what you're doing. You could go out and get paid to learn. 
So set that goal, set a deadline, and work towards that goal with real determination, understanding that you're going to face challenges potentially. Because even in the face of challenges, if you can develop the skills to perform, you can also develop the skills that you need to succeed. Running a business is simple. All you got to do is you just have to make enough money to support a life worth living. That's all. You can make that happen by learning and doing. When the time is right for you to make the transition, you know, you'll be ready. You'll be prepared. And like I said, it's okay to ease into it while you're maintaining another full or part-time job. If you know you want to be a full-time real estate photographer and you have a primary source of income now, it's okay if it takes you a month, a year, two years. You don't have to just drop everything. You don't have to feel like you're under this pressure, like, oh, if I don't just flip a switch and suddenly I'm you know, an entrepreneur making all this money, then oh, I'll just never get there. It's a lot of work, and sometimes, you know, some people are able to do it at a certain pace, and other people maybe need to do it a little bit faster or a little bit slower, and that's okay. You can set the pace that's comfortable for you, that's right for you, and that doesn't mean take, you know, go easy on yourself, just set a random deadline that doesn't mean anything, and don't stick to it. You want to be thoughtful, and you want to be deliberate with the decisions that you make. And just like it's fine if you want to ease into it, you can also dive right in just like I did. Pulling that trigger, it can be a really difficult choice to make, but if you're forced to or if you're just so compelled, you just got this feeling that it's something that you have to do, you can dive right in full-time, of course. And if you have a support system already in place, even better. Ultimately, your success is determined by your actions. And you need to put yourself in a position mentally to be able to do what it takes to succeed. And setting up a support system around yourself, however you can, will be helpful when you need it. You know, if you can't depend on other people, you have to depend on yourself. Set yourself up for success. Think about where you are and where you want to go and look at it really critically. I can't tell you exactly what to do because every case is so unique. You know, we're all from different walks of life. We're all different ages, different skill levels, different goals, ultimately, different lifestyles. You know, if, if I could give you an easy one, two, three, this is how you do it, and this will work for everyone always, all the time, I would. But it's something that you're going to have to go through on a, on a personal basis because your situation is unique. And you can build something really wonderful, but you have to do it in a way that is going to help you the most for your situation. So just remember, if you're not working professionally, or maybe you're only doing a couple page shoots on the side, this is something that you can build up to over time. So if you just want to have fun, or if for whatever reason you don't want to go out and prospect every day, you don't want to practice, you don't want to put the work in to grow, that's okay too. Just just don't say that you want to be a full-time real estate photographer, or don't tell yourself, oh yeah, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, or wow, that's going to be so nice. But your behavior is really saying that you, know, you just want to maybe do it for fun as a hobby. It's important to know what you want, you know, like, like deliberate, disciplined in your actions and in your thoughts. Know what you want 
and then start taking the steps to achieve it. If you think maybe it would be a good idea, maybe it would be fun, it's okay to try it out, right? Like it's great for a little bit of part-time work here and there on the side. It's fine. And if you start getting more paid work and you're really liking it and you want to ramp it up, then that's when you're going to start making decisions about what you're going to be doing with your time, right? But if you're ready to take control of your life and to build a photography business to do it, take it seriously. Think, learn, and do. Okay, that's the episode. I hope that was helpful. I know this is more of like an inspirational kind of thing, not quite so technical as you might be used to in the podcast here, but making that decision to become full-time when, you know, you're not, (laughs) that can be really difficult. So I really hope that I have helped give you a little bit more insight on making that decision, on pulling that trigger. If you're already full-time, you know, I hope this really resonated with you because a lot of the things that I'm talking about here are thoughts and issues that I've had to deal with personally. And I think a lot of us have had that as well. So before I've mentioned the full-time real estate photographer course, I've actually changed directions ever so slightly. I'm going to start offering coaching. Why coaching? Well, building a actual photography course the way that I want to do it has turned out to be extremely difficult. So if you're kind of new to the podcast and the early episodes, I was pushing this full-time real estate photographer course, a fully interactive training course that covers everything. And I filmed and edited through quite a bit of it. I made worksheets and little... um, you know, all these videos. And it was a lot of work to get very little done. And I found that I was spinning my wheels. So I'm going to start offering personalized coaching, one-on-one coaching. And this is going to be, you know, on a phone call, on a video call, FaceTimes, Google Hangouts, things like that. Because like I mentioned before, your photography business is such a personal thing. Where are you now in your life and where do you want to go? Everyone is ever so slightly different. And to boot, we're all in different places geographically. The way we're going to conduct our business is going to be slightly different. You know, the weather is going to be different. The architecture is going to be different. And we might have different interests as far as what we want to really do with our business. So if this is something that's interesting to you, I've mentioned this before in other uh, podcasts and previous podcasts, you can actually reach me directly. You can find me on Instagram at Tom Vargeletis, T-O-M-V-A-R-G-E-L-E-T-I-S. You could also email me. My email address is Tom at ftrephoto.com. And you're welcome to say hello. Feedback on the podcast is always, always appreciated. If you have a question for a future episode, please go ahead and ask. I've got a long list of things that I want to do, a lot of topics and a lot of ground to cover. But if there's something specific, I would be more than happy to make a special episode answering your question. And if coaching might be something for you, if you're thinking about starting out, you're not sure, maybe you need some guidance. I can be there for you. Uh, If you're interested, like I said, just reach out. And without further ado, I hope this was informative and helpful for everyone. And I'll catch you on the next one.